Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, Why Being One in Marriage is a Problem. So, you know, you've heard you need to become one in marriage. It's two becoming one, you know, be one flesh, all of that, but it creates issues. So we're going to go through a little mental exercise together. I want you to think about your favorite meal, like that meal that you just love. Okay. So for me, one of my very favorites is a lemon shrimp pasta with asparagus on the side and like a mango lemonade to drink. So, you know, I think about that, my mouth starts watering, you know, getting that good bite with the, the pasta and the, the lemon flavor, the garlic, um, you know, the it kind of, you know, the texture of the shrimp, you know, having that good drink, right? Tastes good, right? So imagine just taking a few bites of each part, right? Each part of that meal, that asparagus, it's crunchy. And then, you know, take a few sips of that favorite drink. And just, you know, savor it. How does that taste? Tastes good, right? Probably getting hungry. <laughs> now I want you to imagine, okay, you pick up your plate, you pick up your drink, you walk over to your blender, you dump everything in that blender and you turn it on, you pour it in a cup, and now you drink that. Okay. So which meal tasted better? It was the same ingredients, right? But one of them was sort of separated where one of them was all blended together. Okay. So hopefully you can see that the meal was better than the like smoothie of your meal. Okay. That's why we don't usually eat baby food. (laughs) Okay. So each ingredient in that meal, right? It was separate, like the pasta and the shrimp, they're separate things, but when they come together, it makes something even better. So when everything's blended though, the experience is, well, it's, it's gross, right? It doesn't taste as good. So in a marriage, this is what we're going for, right? Where we're separate people, we're individuals, but when we come together, it makes something even better. We don't try to blend into each other and become just one kind of mass of people in a marriage. So marriages, they can become overly blended over time, okay? It's normal. It's natural. This is what happens. Your wife's opinion, it becomes more and more important to you as she becomes more and more important to you. This is normal, okay? So it's this idea of two becoming one. It's even encouraged, you know, in religion, in media, in, you know, romantic movies, you know, this idea of just two people really becoming this one person together. But here's the problem. Here's what tends to happen is you start to hide who you are and hide what's important to you because you're worried she's not going to like it. Okay. When you, when two become one, you start thinking, well, if she's unhappy, I'm going to be unhappy. Okay. That's the the phrase, happy wife, happy life, which is a total lie. Don't believe it. (laughs) Okay. You don't want to be so emotionally fused together that if she's not happy, you're not happy, or you're constantly trying to make her happy. Okay, we'll go into some of the symptoms of this. Okay, this idea, it's what causes resentment. Okay, because you stop doing things that you want to do because you're afraid it's going to upset your wife. And 
you start doing things that you don't really want to do because you think it's going to make your wife happy. Okay, last week we talked about resentment. The other thing it can cause is, is boredom or coasting or kind of like a roommate status in your marriage because you're just playing it safe all the time, right? You're not growing. You're just saying, okay, like let's maintain the status quo. Things are okay. Let's just keep it here. But then eventually it gets kind of boring and that can lead to extramarital affairs. It can lead to pornography. You're, you know, you start talking to somebody saying, oh, you know, I just wish I could be myself in marriage. I just feel like I can't, you know, my wife doesn't like it when I do this and this, when I watch this TV show or whatever, can't wear the clothes I want, that kind of thing. So then you can start looking elsewhere to express yourself and to get, you know, validation, let's say. What this is about, it's about trying to get validation from your wife, trying to have her tell you how great you are. And so you morph yourself into what you think she's going to like. Okay. And eventually that stops working. So here's some of the signs that you're having this overblending in your marriage. So in the physical aspect, your sex life is not enjoyable. Okay, this is a like the what most people will complain about first. Um, Jennifer Finlayson Five calls it the the canary in the coal mine, right? Where you know sex tends to have issues first, okay? or you, at least that's what people complain about first. And probably if that's happening, some of these other things are happening. So like with money, you check everything that you spend with your wife or you feel guilty when you don't, or you're spending things without telling her and kind of justifying it to yourself, but you don't just tell her, Hey, I want to spend money on this. You're hiding it. You choose clothes based on what you think your wife will like. I used to do this a lot. I go to my closet and just think, okay, what's what she going to like? And just put on things that she would want. And I come out and check, Hey, do you like this? Do you like how I look? Do you like this cologne? Do you like this? It seems like it should make her more attracted to you, but actually it makes her less attracted (laughs) because you're just so dependent on her validation. You choose work that your wife approves of and you turn down opportunities that are more interesting to you or that are in a different location or, you know, whatever. But basically you're, you're shutting down um, some things that you want to do. You do more of your share, more than your share of work around the house. And to win her approval, to get attention, appreciation, or affection, you're being the mosquito, or to avoid her being upset, right? Okay, I'll do this so she doesn't get mad, or I'll do this so that, you know, she doesn't have to be inconvenienced, okay? Mentally, and this is kind of the big thing. You won't bring up what's bothering you because you're worried about upsetting your wife. Okay, you won't say anything that's wrong. You won't say anything that she's doing that's, you know, not okay. Or when you do bring it up, you bring it up in just an angry way because you're you're sick of it, and then you apologize and kind of don't even bring it up ever again. Instead of bringing it up in a mature way with her, hey, I don't like this. Let's work on something that will work for both of us. Okay, maybe overblending again. You might be watching shows and movies that she likes all the time. You know, to where you can barely even remember like what you like. Before you commit to doing anything, you have to see if your wife will let you. Okay. Oh, I got to see if my wife will let me. I got to see if it's okay with my wife. You might even say the phrase, I have to see if it's okay with my wife. But really what you mean is I have to like get my wife's permission to do what I want to do. Okay. That's over blending. Okay. What one of the big signs of emotional blending is if you, if I asked you, Hey, what's your, what's your goal in your marriage? Like in your relationship with your wife, what do you want? And you would say, my goal is to make my wife happy. Okay. That's 
again, like society says, that's a good thing. Or even some religions will say like, that's a good thing. Just try to make everybody happy around you. But the problem is that's over blending, right? If you're trying to make her happy, you can't be happy if she's not happy. And you only succeed if she's happy, which is just a nightmare. (laughs) Okay. So uh, you don't spend time with your friends or on your hobbies. So you can spend more time at home. You've kind of shut down things you used to enjoy to be with her more. That's over blending. Your happiness depends greatly on your wife's approval or disapproval of you. Okay, so when she uh, gives you attention, appreciation, or affection, you feel on top of the world. She has sex with you, you feel amazing. And then when she doesn't give you attention or appreciation or doesn't have sex with you, you feel terrible. Okay, that's over blending because you're over, it's over important to you, your wife's opinion of you. Okay, spiritually, you might practice a religion that you don't really believe in to please your wife. Okay. Even in, you know, some romantic movies, right? The the husband or the wife will convert to a religion and that's seen as like something so great. Oh, you know, this person will will go to this religion for me. But again, that's over blending because you are not being true. This is assuming you're not really being true to yourself, right? You're going to that religion just because you, you think it'll make your wife happy. And again, society, movies, all that, they say, oh, that's great. Like this person really cares, but no, this is going to lead to resentment. This is going to lead to problems. This is over blending. Okay. You've put yourself in the smoothie. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. Okay. Or you might avoid religious practices that you believe in because they might upset your wife. You know, you don't go to church. You don't uh, read scriptures of the family, whatever, even though that's important to you because you don't want to upset her. So here's the key point in all of this is that you don't want to rock the boat because you're afraid of causing your wife distress or you're afraid of her disapproving of you. So I talk to guys a lot and, you know, some of them, they'll want to join my program or they'll want to do the course, but they're so worried about telling their wife about it. That's like their number one concern. What am I going to tell my wife? You know, that's the this, this sign of overblending. You know, if you, because why, why would you have to, you know, make sure your wife approves of everything that you have, you're of like enrolling in something to improve yourself. Okay. I'm not saying don't never tell your wife anything. What I'm saying is it's the problem of this fear of upsetting her, this fear of, you know, rocking the boat of telling her something that's important to you, telling her something you want to do. You won't do it because you're afraid of her reaction. Okay. That's over blending. It's what we need to avoid. And again, even though this seems like it should work, as far as being attractive to her, hey, I'm doing everything she wants. I'm, I'm really becoming exactly who she wants me to be. That should make her attracted to me. It doesn't because your wife senses it. She knows that you're just kind of basically turning spineless, right? You're, you're turning into somebody that all you're trying to do is make her happy all the time. And it's just not attractive. So Bruce Lee has this quote. He says, uh, about being water. He says, you must be shapeless, formless, like water. When you pour water in a cup, it becomes the cup. When you pour water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. When you pour water in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend. So this is the overly blended approach that causes problems, right? You kind of just shape yourself to whatever. And if you're doing this in your marriage, you're probably doing it in other places too, where you know, I just spoke to someone the other day and he said, I just feel like I'm always just doing what other people want. I'm always just trying to make other people happy instead of trying to do what I enjoy, right? 
Um, you know, that's not what we want to be. So it causes problems, guys, because you're not happy. You're trying to make your wife happy at your own expense, and it just doesn't work long term. So instead, I want you to think about being water still, but in this way. So water, it's made up of hydrogen and oxygen, right? Those are two separate um, two separate entities, right? So they both exist on their own. Oxygen exists on its own. Hydrogen exists on its own. But when they come together, they make something even better, right? Water has lots of amazing properties. It can it can freeze. It can you know do all these things that in that quote. Um, where hydrogen by itself or oxygen by itself can't do that. But what you have to understand is like hydrogen and oxygen, they don't dissolve into each other. They don't cease to exist when they become water. Hydrogen still hydrogen, oxygen still oxygen. Okay. They exist separately, but they're bonded together. And that's what I want you to think about with marriage, right? You're still separate people, but you have this bond and then together you make something better. But if you start dissolving into each other, it just doesn't work. Or think about our meal earlier, right? Like it's better. The pasta and the shrimp together are even better than just eating pasta by itself or eating shrimp by itself. Okay. Together they're better. But when you blend them into a smoothie, they're gross, right? So you've got to be separate and together. Okay. Both. So here's what a properly separated marriage might look like. So physically, you own your sexuality and you tell your wife what you want sexually. And you guys work towards a sexual relationship that you both enjoy and feel good about. With money, you might have individual and joint bank accounts, right? You have some that you spend on whatever you want. She has some she spends on whatever she wants. And you have this joint one that you guys, you know, do vacations together or pay the bills and all that. You develop your own sense of style and fashion, right? You're not always checking with your wife. Do you like this? Do you like this? You have a division of household chores that works for both of you, okay? You're not feeling like I'm doing more than my share and, uh, you know, you're also not doing less than what your wife thinks is fair. You both feel like it's fair. Mentally, you watch TV, listen to music, read books that you enjoy, maybe, and you share those with each other, right? Your separate interests, you know, when you share them with each other, you both grow. This is the biggest one. Right? You bring up things that are upsetting you in a productive way, in a way that is useful, not in a way that's screaming or whatever. Emotionally, your goal is for both of you to be happy in your marriage. And you also realize that you are responsible only for your own happiness. You're not responsible for hers and she's not responsible for yours. Okay? It's not to mean that you're a jerk all the time. It just means that you understand, okay, we both need to be happy for this marriage to work. I'll be responsible for mine. You'll be responsible for yours. We'll work together and find things that work for both of us. Okay? Understand you can be happy even when your wife isn't, especially if your wife struggles with like depression or anxiety. Like if you think like your wife has to be happy for you to be happy and she's struggling with depression, you are in for a lot of trouble. So understand like she can be depressed and be struggling with that. And you don't have to be depressed too. Like you can be there with her. You can support her, but you don't have to be depressed. Okay. You spend time with friends and on hobbies. You spend time apart so that you can grow yourselves, become your best self, and you spend time together. Okay, it's not all together all the time. Spiritually, you practice spirituality and religion in a way that works for you, and you let your wife do the same. And you teach your kids in a way that you both feel like is a win. So again, the key point, guys, is you're separate people, but you're better together. 
The marriage is a win for both of you across all these important areas. So here's the paradox is that this separation is actually attractive. Okay. You feel more confident because you're doing what you want. You're even probably guys, if you're, if you're really stuck in this, you know, overconnected, over blended thing, you probably haven't thought for a long time about what you even want, like in your life and in your marriage. Okay. So once you start really understanding what you want, owning what you want, going for it, finding agreements that work for both of you guys, it feels great. And it's very attractive. So here's what you need to get to this kind of marriage, right? You need self-confidence. These are the skills you need. You need self-confidence. Know that you're valuable. Your opinions matter. You deserve to be happy in your marriage just as much as your wife does. Okay. You don't deserve to be happy more than she does, but you also don't less. You don't have to hate your life, right? (laughs) To be married. You want to both be enjoying your lives together. You need to have the skill of communication. You need to understand her at a deep level and express yourself clearly so that you can then collaborate and get to wins that work for both of you. You also need the skill of emotional management because a lot of times people try to communicate. They'll try to say, hey, here's what I don't like. And then it'll turn into like a screaming match because they don't know how to manage their own emotions. You need to have the skills of sex and intimacy, know how to make that fun, you know, how to flirt, how to enjoy that part of your life, right? How to make it fun, exciting, romantic for both of you, okay? So guys, those are the skills you need. There's not a lot of them and you can learn them, okay? And in fact, I'm teaching them in my in my course, Marriage Basic Training. It's open this week, okay? It's open till Friday, April 30th at midnight Pacific time. You can head over to MikeFraserMD.com and sign up right there, okay? So as a review, marriage, it works much better with appropriate separation between the two of you. Remember the meal right? That lemon shrimp pasta, it's a lot better with shrimp and pasta separate than it is put in a blender and, you know, drink it, right? That's gross. So be separate, but together collaborate, right? Or think about water, right? There's hydrogen and oxygen. They remain separate, but together they're even more powerful, right? They can do even better things as a combination. That's how you want to think about your marriage, right? So being your own man, like knowing who you are, being that hydrogen, that strong hydrogen, right? Being that pasta, right? being that pasta. So you are who you are, right? And then you know how to work with your wife and find wins for both of you, right? You know how to like pair that pasta with that shrimp. You know, you put the right spices on so it tastes amazing, okay? So when you know how to, you know who you are, and you know how to work with your wife so that you both create wins, you're both enjoying your marriage, okay? This makes you so confident in who you are and so attractive and your life's just amazing, okay? So you know who you are, you know how to work with your wife to find wins. Guys, the the world is your oyster, right? You can do anything at that point. So you gotta learn the skills of self-confidence, communication, and intimacy, and that's gonna help you create that kind of marriage. Okay. So guys, come and learn those skills in marriage basic training, teaching them to you. You're going to learn them in just six weeks. Okay. Each week you'll learn one skill. You'll practice it. You'll get my feedback. You ask me questions anytime throughout the course, because I want you to go out and make mistakes, right? You're, you're trying to manage your emotions and you blow up. Oh, shoot. So you send me a question. 
I answer it, you know, we work on it. The other thing that I offer there is office hours, which is huge, right? You can come jump in. You can say, okay, like, here's what happened. Didn't quite go right. We can do live feedback on how to make that work better next time. Okay. So you get all that as part of the course. Come join us. Uh, Marriage basic training. Again, closes this Friday, April 30th at midnight Pacific time. It's open right now. Head over to MikeFraserMD.com and click on work with me to sign up and we will see you there. All right. Stay strong, man. We'll see you next episode and hopefully there in marriage basic training. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.